This, this is the Kristen and Knight podcast. Kristen and Knight podcast. Fueled by McCafe. Barista make coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3. Both Nigel and I, you know, when we prep for the show, obviously we, um, you know, wake up and have a look at news sites and things. And I, when I went to bed last night, there was no news in regards to Bruce Willis. And then waking up this morning, I'm like, oh, wow, where that must have broken overnight. Mm. Um, For the six people who don't know who we're talking about. Mm. We'll get together, have a few laughs. Yeah. Star of the greatest uh, Christmas film of all time. (laughs) Die Die hard. Hard. But no, very sad news this morning that he's quitting acting. And to tell us why, we've got our entertainment reporter, Pete Ford, still in LA, I believe. Morning, Pete. Oh, Pete, good morning. Oh, it's very sad news because, you know, it's easy to forget what a big star he was. Mm. Uh, Hell yeah. Back back in the 80s, the 90s, at movies and, of course, TV. That show Moonlighting was a huge thing for him and Sybil Shepherd. And now to hear this news, because of the condition that he has, uh, he he is having trouble communicating. And as a result, he's immediately retiring from acting. I think things must be pretty bad because the statement hasn't even come out from him. It's come out from his family. And I think what really prompted this, if you recall... In the, you know, they have those Razzie Awards for the yes. worst movies ever. Yes. And, and this year they had a special category called the Bruce Willis category. <laughs> and he had like five or six terrible movies that he's made. <laughs> were all, and he was like competing against himself in this category. <laughs> now, that was kind of fun because we didn't know. No. You know, we didn't know the problem. Yeah. But the family, I think, have thought to themselves, mm. hang on, we don't want Bruce to become like a butt of jokes. No. We're going to go public with this and tell the world what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's so enough. you didn't know on the ground. I kind of thought maybe this was something that insiders had known about for a little while and it was only just hitting the news. Well, to be honest, I won't lie to you, I didn't know. Mm. But there are reports this morning that it has been common knowledge for a few years now, as many as five years. He did a play on Broadway called Misery. And you know that one where the woman traps the writer and she smashes his leg and everything? Oh, yeah, um, well, yeah, yeah, that, Kathy. W- when he was doing that, yeah, he had the earpiece on in his ear then because he couldn't remember the lines. And they were just feeding in the lines to say on stage. And all these crap movies that he's been making, now, if you think about it, maybe that was the family thinking he hasn't got that much longer left to make money. Just maybe we should just take anything we can get and make as much do. money as we can while we can. And so I think that explains it now. And maybe to follow his joy as well, you know, in making those yeah. movies. Yes, part of it's about making money, but part of it is this is what he's done for a really long period of time and now for a disease to rob him of the ability to, yeah, do his art. You know, it's really sad. Yeah, I, I, oh, it's very sad. And if you look at his IMDb listings, you've still got like 10 movies that are currently in post-production. Hell well, yeah. We're not going to be seeing him or... You know, well, the food movies are pretty crappy. We won't be seeing him. But, you know, he's still been out there working right up till now. So, you know, as I say, I think maybe this whole Razzie Awards thing made the family think, look, we better go public and just put it out there. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, the, it's the end of an era, you know, and he was such a, a big, big star. And I remember going to... Um, 
I went to, I went to chase him once in Broken Hill of all places. Oh. He flew out there. Was he on with Melanie Griffith at one point? I think he was. Oh, and, possibly. Uh, yeah. She was there making a movie and he flew out to, to be there and I had to go and track them down. Um, and I, I never got to meet him or anything. But, I, you know, by all accounts, very nice bloke. So mm. you wouldn't wish that sort of... Um, it's not exactly dementia. I guess, if nothing else, we're suddenly going to learn about what this condition is. Yes. Uh, we, we should give it a name. It's, we should, it's, it's called aphasia. It's called... Sorry. Aphasia. Sorry, okay, yeah. well, I, I'm not going to pretend I know anything about it, but at least this is a learning moment for us all. We're going to learn something about it. And yep. clearly it's some form of dementia type mm-hmm. thing. And so, yeah, you know, you wouldn't wish that stuff on anyone. No, no. not at all. I'm, I'm looking at a thing here, Pete, if it helps. Aphasia is, is a disorder that results from damage to portions of the brain that are responsible for language. Mm. Uh, for most people, um, aphasia usually occurs suddenly, often following a mild stroke or a head injury of some oh, sort. wow. But it can also develop slowly uh, mm-hmm. as the result of a brain tumour or some sort of other progressive neurological disease. So it's more of a more of an offshoot of other damage as far as I can tell. But again, I'm no expert. I'm just reading that off no. the screen in front of me at the moment. Yeah, but, um, well, at least we're all learning something. That's the main yeah. thing. But yeah, you know, as I say, you wouldn't wish any of that stuff on your worst enemy. You absolutely wouldn't. But Pete, um, we are uh, honoured to have you on the show anytime. Uh, again, I'll say this one more time. Perhaps next time we speak <laughs> to you, it'll be about something fun and uplifting. You never know, eh? <laughs> Good luck. See you soon. Lots of luck. Bye. Fingers crossed. You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast. Mix 106.3. And a very good morning to our special guest, Olivia Mm -hmm. Thornton, CEO of Cricket ACT and attendee at Warney's memorial service last night. Good morning to you, Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Good morning. Thanks for having me on this morning. Oh, thank you for joining us. What was it like to represent Canberra? What was it like to be there last night? Oh, look, it was a really special evening and, look, oh, I've been involved in our game a long time and it's been right up there uh, for me. It was a real privilege to have been there on behalf of our cricket community and, and our organisation. And I really do think they, they struck that balance right between a, a bit of an entertainment show and, you know, we know Warnie was an entertainer, um, mm-hmm. but a real celebration of his life through some, some really powerful storytelling. And, um, yes, uh, certainly Elton dealted out a, a tune uh, last night, which was, which was fabulous, but, um, yeah, really special. Was there a moment that got you? Uh, there was a couple of moments that got me, to be honest, but seeing his kids up there and just, just, I mean, obviously, you know, losing a parent is, you know, you, you lose your way that they are your anchor in life. But to then, while you're grieving, get up and speak in front of 50,000 people, like, I was like, guys, you're amazing. There was not a, um, you know, a dry eye in the house. It was, it was so powerful. Uh, they spoke from the heart and, and we got to see a side of, you know, we, we know Warney is a, is a bit of a cricketer and a larrikin, but to, to hear their stories as, as dad, um, as I said, there certainly wasn't a dry eye in the house. And, and for them to have been able to unveil his stand and incorporating Bay 13, which I think is quite appropriate, uh, you know, with a man like Warney, but, uh, you know, his kids, I think, absolutely stole the night and as they should. Oh, yeah, some of the bravest and most impressive young people I've come across in years, Olivia. Um, the, the, from your personal perspective, the overall vibe, as, you, as we were saying, there, there mm. were times when we were laughing, there were times when we were crying, there were times when we were kind of doing both at the same time. Yeah. Um, but in your humble opinion, the overall vibe, if you had to sum it up, was it more, it was more happy than sad? Was it, oh, was it a celebration it more than a, than a commiseration? Definitely. And there was, you know, people, people smiling and um, the stories that were shared and, 
probably some that weren't shared, which is probably a good thing again <laughs> in, in the morning place. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I think there was... I still think there was an element of, of people um, not really believing that this is actually happening. Uh, mm. But again, for me, it was around... Um, you know, most of us, particularly those that are connected to cricket, are across his stats and his fears. But it was about him as a, as a person and the, the traits around his loyalty and his man of the people and competitiveness and, you know, had his mates back. Like, that for me was the most power, one of the most powerful things after his kids last night and just getting a little glimpse into that, um, which was, again, really special. Yeah. Last question for you, Olivia. Did you get to rub shoulders with any celebs? Oh, look, there was a bit of a who's who, I must admit, last mm. night. Um, and, you know, both from a, from a sporting and, and um, an entertainment perspective. But uh, there were some dignitaries in the house. Uh, it was just a really nice mix. And, um, there were, again, the, the stands were, were filled, uh, mm. particularly at the bottom, the bottom tiers. And, you know, the chance of Warney going around the, the, the stadium, you know, that was really special. But, um, yeah, there was a few people there, as I said, both from a sporting and entertainment perspective. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing to hear because we didn't hear that at home. I don't know whether you heard that n- night. No. The warning, yeah, that there were chance oh, of warning. It was like goosebump material, and yeah. and when um, that countdown came to unveil his stand, it was just um, you know ru- running around like a sort of Mexican wave style around the awesome. uh, around the G. It was just a really special occasion. There you go. It was a, a larger-than-life night for a larger-than-life man, Olivia, mm-hmm. and uh, and boy, did we celebrate him hard as we should have. So thank you so yes. much for your time. We appreciate it. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on. No dramas. Greatest thing to happen to cricket in years. That's what yeah. they kept saying last night, Kristen, and I agree. Sounds like the Kristen and Knight podcast. Sounds like Mix 106.3. We all know, Kristen, that, that labour can vary in length. Totally. From an hour and a half or, or ten minutes even, right through to what you were saying off air before to me, like three days if you're oh, unlucky. Like it, honestly, it's it's how long is a piece of string? Yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah. know, everybody is different. Mm. Yeah. An exciting time for many couples, you must say, uh, mm-hmm. but also occasionally a very long and strenuous process. Yes. Uh, one dad to be came up with a solution to pass the time, and has drawn the ire of many a TikTok user. As a result, because his wife took photos of him. His wife's called Amber. That's the only name we know. Okay. Amber took photos of him because here's the thing. Preempting how long it could take for his son or daughter to arrive, Mm -hmm. the man in question decided to bring his entire video gaming system (laughs) from home to the hospital, including the TV, uh, where his partner Amber was in (laughs) labour, as it turns out, for 21 hours. (laughs) Uh, Whoops. And so he's kept himself thoroughly entertained Mm. for, let's be honest, what's a very long period of time. Well, yeah. Amber took photos of him, put him up on TikTok and said, hey, everyone, Mm. what do you reckon? Is this okay? Yeah. That old mate's playing video games while I'm in (laughs) labour. Now, before we get to your opinion, Kristen. Okay. I want to point out that I and and about four other people on Mm. TikTok have put forward the argument, well, what exactly else did you expect him to do? Just sit there yeah. and stare at her for 24 hours no. or 21 hours straight? And she was probably more entertained watching him play Yes, than not. Yeah, um, absolutely. I know I would be. That was from a lady. Absolutely. Goodness, um, I can remember when I was in labour where I, I almost, yeah, I can remember kind of saying to Ian, okay, just, can everyone just pretend that this is normal? Like, I just need everyone to be going about, like, their normal day. And what what is more normal than a few well, rounds of COD? 
Yeah. You know? I remember Ian napping for a little bit and I distinctly well, remember because <laughs> they kept bringing in my meals and Ian was like, are you going to eat this? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I don't. I've really lost my appetite. And he's like, because it's a roast. Oh, good times. And the, the gravy looks delicious. Oh, and I'm it like, looks delicious, can, Ian. Don't be fooled. You can have it. We've all been to hospital. So... <laughs> <laughs> now, here's a tip for you, kids. Don't ever drink the clear beef soup. <laughs> I swear to God, it's just a stock cube crushed up in hot water. That's all it is. Uh, um, so, this might sound controversial. Are you serious? But I, I'm going to say that I think it's okay. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's, here's the caveat. Did not see that coming. That, you know, it sounds like this labour took quite a long time. Well, it took there 21 was, hours. Yeah, and if there was just a moment where, you know, um, yeah, he was just kind of occupying yeah. himself just for just for a, a, a little bit of time. Just I think that you'll find that a lot, of, a lot of partners have done things like, yeah, maybe call family members or um, watch a, a Netflix series or listen to music or... So I can't really see how playing a video game would be any different. The caveat, obviously, oh. is when we get to the business end that the video game goes down or at any stage if your partner's like, I, I need you. Oh, like yeah. He says, I need 100%. you as my support person. Yes. That the onus is obviously on them. But if they're kind of just waiting around, then... Yeah. I, I, if it was me, I think I'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. Wow. Mm. I genuinely did not see that coming. But I do like the caveat that if, if things go pear-shaped or, or whatever, you know, it's it's go time. Oh, absolutely. That you put down the controller and pay attention to the important... Yeah. Assu- assuming, though, that you're not on a mad kill streak at the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're on six or seven in a row, then obviously you want to deal with that first, though. And then, then comes the baby. You're listening to the Kristen and Knight podcast. Mix 106.3. And Kristen, a 100% chance of saving lives. Well, especially if you've got... If your name is Dave, apparently. So it was Shane Warne's brother last night who was one of many who paid tribute to Shane. And, oh, my goodness, they just did such a wonderful job. But he was basically telling this story about a a near miss when Shane was 13. Take a listen. We wouldn't actually be here, though, if it wasn't for a man called David Beck. When Dave and Shane were 13 years old, Shane slipped when jumping off the pier at Half Moon Bay and knocked himself out. He was floating face down in the water. So Dave jumped in and dragged him out, saving his life. Thank you, mate. You gave us an extra 39 years with Shane. Yeah. Wow. Who saved your life on 62421063? I feel like Mike Gadding's probably just congratulating Dave through clenched teeth, but, you know. (laughs) Um... I've wanted wanted to destroy his soul. I he really know. Did. It was a beautiful thing, Kristen. <laughs> um, but but you've, yeah, the, this, you've had one of these moments. This this does happen. Yeah, your mates can save your life. They may not mm. even realise the extent to which they did. But no, shout out to my mate Paulie. When I was a kid, um, I was about fourteen or so. We went down the coast with his family, as we often did, and um, he was mucking around on, on what they used to call a surf ski back in the yeah. day. So not a jet ski. It wasn't powered. You sat on it and paddled it like a. It's like a, a flat-top kayak kind of looking thing. Yeah. Um, so he was on that, and I was just kind of body surfing and mucking around uh, in the water. And mm. I, got, I got caught in a rip that I wasn't aware of. 
and started getting dragged out to sea. It was one of those rips where if you swam against it, which yeah. is exactly what they tell you not to do. It exhausts you. It just, all I was doing was staying in the same place. Yep. And as soon as I stopped swimming, I would start going backwards out to sea. And I was like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do? Paulie actually ended up um, surf skiing over to me because he saw I was in trouble and let me grab onto the back of the surf ski and he got me close enough to the very last rock mm. that was sticking out of the ocean that if I had missed, I was on my way to New Zealand. Wow. Yeah. So, good on you, Paulie. Yeah. Thanks, mate. So, and I know in, you know, in your later years... You don't like to go into the ocean. No, and that's one of the many reasons. That's what I was going to say. Is it is it that? Because I know that you always say to me, oh, sharks. So, yeah, three You're... things. There, there was that incident. There was um, a few years before that incident when I, my sister and my dad and I actually saw a guy get dragged out of the surf oh. um, and they tried to revive him but couldn't. Yeah. I saw a guy drown. Um, and then there was that. Plus sharks. You add those three mm. things together. and That'll uh, do it. Uh, my lily white ass is staying out of the water. <laughs> out of the water. Yeah. From here on in, you'll never read a story about me getting taken by a shark. Because mm-hmm. they're in the ocean and I'm not. Wow. But, but who was your Paulie? Who was your yes, Dave? Who, yeah. Who, who saved your life at some point? Let's mm-hmm. give them a shout out. Uh, I think that's the least we could do, isn't it? 100%. Do we have any, like, I don't know, family passes to the zoo or something or some icy cold cans of Coke uh, to throw their way? Yeah, Billy just buzzed me said, we have got one family pass. Oh, but do we? Let's see how good they were at saving lives first before we make any snap decisions. It's going to be a pretty cool story. Give us a yell. Rob from Braddon uh, would like to share a story with us. G'day, Rob. How's it going, guys? Oh, how are you? Lucky. Well, yeah. I mean, clearly alive still, because check it out. Yeah, yeah there he what, is right there. What happened, Rob? Yeah. Well, it was actually my best friend and my wife. Um, she saved my life when I had a cardiac arrest four years ago. Mm. Uh, she performed CPR. Oh, wow. Uh, along with two of our house guests, because we were, uh, had our house as an Airbnb in Jindabyne at the time. Yep. And um, they sort of had only just checked in. And then I fell down and then um, hit the floor and then my wife started CPR but then called them in to help oh, and wow. stayed on the phone to the Ambos and then they helped to find, get the Ambos to the front door, which took 15 minutes. So the three of them, yeah, they'd done CPR for 15 minutes. Good Lord. Wow, and mate. They were, they were guests who had just checked into your Airbnb. They were guests that just checked in and, you know, to this day, mm. I've tried to contact them to say... Like, thank you, but haven't been able to. Oh. I was going to say, did it didn't affect their review, did it? No. By any chance? <laughs> I had to, had to perform CPR on Ona oh, when we arrived. Uh, two stars would not recommend. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. So, no prize for me. No, oh. Exactly. But, oh, wow, what has a great story, it, Rob. Has it changed you in any way, Rob? Has it changed your perspective on things? Has it changed your relationship with your wife? No, it hasn't. It actually, well, not certainly not for the worst. If if anything, it's certainly um, increased it. But it's something that we had to, I guess, deal with a little bit after the fact. Mm. Uh, yeah. Probably for about twelve months or so. Certain things we did talk about it a lot, um, which sort of helped both of us. So it's yeah. like a, it's a bit of a PTSD thing initially, but then as time goes on, you get over it, you move through it, and then. You can talk about it openly and freely, and, and mm-hmm. we still talk about it here and there, yeah. but not to the point where we went and done all sorts of crazy things. I mean, heart disease is one of those things, once you've got it, they can't fix it, and mm. your life's cut short, that's that's a guarantee. But yeah. um, So we just move forward, do our things, and 
perhaps accelerate the holiday plans, that sort of stuff. But spending time together, that sort of all in, all important time is Absolutely. the thing that we do the most of. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And like they say, use the good glasses every day. Use Absolutely. the good silverware because there's no... so Every day is a special occasion. Yep. Um, Absolutely. And as the Buddha once said, Kristen, the greatest mistake mankind ever makes is that he believes he has more time on this earth. True. Um, That's right. Assume yep. that you Absolutely, don't guys. and uh, mm-hmm. enjoy yourself as much as possible. Uh, oh, Robbie, we love you, Rob. Thanks for your story, mate. No worries. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry about the dodgy Airbnb review. That's, I bet, you know... These things can happen, Kristen. Oh, be people honest. are so sensitive these days, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. That was the Kristen and Night podcast. Filled by McCafe. Barista made coffee 24-7. On Mix 106.3.